may be witnessing the beginning of an era that will mean the complete annihilation of man. What are we drinking? This is the full spectrum of sexuality in this, this one. This is kind of um, like a manly and girly at the same time. This is Wild Turkey American Honey. So today's podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Wild, Wild Turkey. Turkey American Honey. Or American. 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 bitch. Hey! What, what episode is this? This is five. Is it really? We've sat here five times. We have. You're shitty. It still feels it. like 50. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I missed you guys. The one week off that was, it no, hurt I'm me a pissed. little bit. Well, I'm welcome pissed. to episode five of the Navigating Dystopia podcast. Before I introduce everybody, Caleb, how was the men's conference? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Been waiting for that for five, six weeks now. Six <laughs> weeks. So it's because we took last week off. Tell us about the men's conference. The men's conference went well. It was just, I mean, the conference was pr- primarily just uh, ministers and stuff. And men. So, and men. And men. <laughs> and men, right. Men, ministers. Um, and so, yeah, the conference went great. There's not really anything else to report on it, but I'm glad I could finally tell you guys that it went well. <laughs> Wait a minute. After every it single a, podcast, it, it was a conference. Me. An entire how, was it like a weekend thing? It was a weekend. It was thing, a yeah. weekend conference, but you have nothing to report. I mean, I, mean, it, 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 I said it went well. I mean, no, I, I mean, no, what on. happened? Now, whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, so I'm confused then because the narrative, especially with toxic masculinity, you get enough men around, the world's gonna flip an end and you had a whole building full of men and nothing bad happened yeah no, nothing bad. anybody get shot no was there any was looting it? or rioting no but there were plenty of guys with guns because i know because i was talking to some guys about guns and they're like oh this is what i'm well, carrying on me yeah. right now this glock 43 were they mostly conservative uh i would i would assume so yes so wait a minute you got a conference full of conservative men with guns surely somebody had to get shot caleb show me on the pillow where the band touched you because <laughs> you know that's the way it works if you know yeah if, the guns shoot by themselves yeah, and if the toxic masculinity driven conservative gun-toting men all get together people will die 100 percent. all right <laughs> so you just don't want to tell us because yeah, yeah yeah you know it was it was honestly too brutal for the people at home to even hear about and so. i'm deep state uh, yeah yeah stop pressuring him by his big texas conference <laughs> <laughs> What conference? <laughs> what? Huh? Well, there were some guys and they said some stuff and then some things happened and then <laughs> was it a Joe Biden conference? <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, like there were a few things that were and saying. And the hair, stand up on my legs and the kids have to wipe it down or something. Uh, <laughs> no, I You're did. a dog pony face liar. What did he say? Pony dog face liar and that one, one thing he said? I don't know, man. He some just says some bizarre I cannot keep up. <laughs> Yeah, but the DNC, that convention, was the epitome of class and distinction, according to CNN. You know, nothing, well, nothing weird went down there. Now, are, DNC, that's an acronym for an abortion, too, right? An abortion process? Which makes it very fitting, yeah. Is that a DNC? Yeah. I, I think that's, a, I think I that's a type of abortion yeah, technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's saline injected and stuff to kill. So, yeah, you know, it's all, appropriate. It's very appropriate, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, um, I'm joined by my usual colleagues Houston Harris. He can't get anybody else to show up. So Jason Marlowe. What's up? And of course, the aforementioned Caleb Stutes, who attended the men's conference. That <laughs> wait a minute. That spoke. D- did not speak at a men's conference. <laughs> it never happened. It never even happened. I'm glad never we even finally happened. get to episode five for us to realize. <laughs> so uh, I was gone uh, last weekend. That's why episode five didn't happen last weekend. I went camping. I tried to get Jason to come in, and he and I do it. 
a show because Caleb was out of town. Oh yeah, he was he was, he was supposedly at yeah. the men's conference. And, and I'm just so wait a minute, if, Jason Bale. If this podcast sucks this bad with the four of us, then does that the two of you make it better or take it we, to a whole new we, low? We didn't get to go through the through with it. I would so. say a whole new low. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, curious to I'm see. I'm sure where there it would have been gone. listeners. That's why I wanted you two to just well, go that, at it. Yeah, well, I mean, Houston's like you know alien conspiracy guys, so we could probably jump into that. You know, mm. well, hopefully get, get to some of that today because I didn't bring shit today. Uh, well, I was camping for four days. Listen, I went to a camp. This is no no bullshit. Zero cell service unless you went like to the very top of the campsite, and then it was sporadic at best, and then it would like drop down to three G. And it would, you know, to get a message was like, you know, dial up internet from like 89. So, I mean, so we just shut the shit off and didn't do it. I just literally laid at the campsite or laid in the river on a raft for three days and had nothing but <coughs> meat and whiskey. Wow. And that's all I did. So I'm supposed to look at Facebook like that. Well, you know, it, uh, I got through the withdrawal of that, but uh, I don't know what the, I, don't, I didn't know what the shit went on until I got back. And I still don't know completely because I wasn't really uh, paying much attention to it besides some dnc and rnc uh highlights and i the thing about i mean it's i don't even know where to begin well, i think billy eilish um spoke at the dnc and she's did, probably did, yeah did she yeah, yeah she did yeah she you know that blue-haired chick that's like what 17 and suicidal uh, yeah. two it, years it's ago green, and, it's green and black oh now. it's green my bad sorry yep. yeah sorry billy <laughs> <laughs> sorry william eyelash we, we apologize <laughs> i mean the, the takeaway for me was, didn't you think the DN... I mean, you know, I, my goal, and, and I, I truly swear to God, this is the case. I swear to God. I wanted to find one positive about the DNC, just so it doesn't look like that I'm just automatically, you know, poop, going to poo-poo anything the Democratic Party does. I, I wanted to come into this and say, well, you know, it was a, you know, clown show, but... It ended. At least somebody said this or you know i do agree with that and i couldn't find it it was nothing but the most there was so much negativity and when they talk about their platform it was all based around well they're, they're playing this uh you know election flu bullshit about it's you know we're gonna we're the party that's gonna keep you safe and trump's just trying to kill everybody and we all know that that's a bunch of horse shit and they're virtue signaling with their masks and Joe Biden's, you know, the, the picture they always show in, in his campaign commercials is him wearing his stupid black mask, like with all this virtue. And but everything about their convention was just Trump bash, Trump bash, Trump bash. And when they did talk about policy, it was about what they're going to take from you via taxes and what they're going to take for you via personal freedoms. But they're going to take those from you all in the name of safety. And that's the only thing I got out of all of it. You know, Kamala Harris, or what, a chameleon? What was the new name we came? Ko- Ko- Koala. 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 Koala Harris. Koala Harris um, came up off of her knees for, you know, 30 minutes and talked about, you know, she wants to, you know, attack gun control head on. You know, she wants, to, she, she does want to take your guns or at least uh, diminish it, you know, come around from the back door and diminish it through, you know, like magazine capacity and things like that. And she wants to, you know, get rid of all assault style weapons which is a ridiculous term and and so it was all about things that they they want to withhold from you and part of that was taxes and how they're going to raise taxes but all this is a benefit because at the end of the day we're the party that's going to keep you safe and trump's just trying to kill everybody that's all i got from the dnc convention that's all i got well apparently you didn't you didn't look at cnn because yesterday they they posted positivity on biden hits all-time high after the dnc conference yeah i liked it when hillary 
uh, when that happened to Hillary too, and when she won the election in 16, because of the, the positivity rating was so high and her poll numbers were crushing Trump's. Remember that? Yeah. That was a good time. Did you see where she said this week that she, that, uh, Biden should never should, concede, should never concede, never yeah. concede no matter what. Yeah. So what does that tell you that they're going to drag this out? No they're going to drag what. this out. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't you get the feeling at this point that they, they know that they're toast and now it's just, what are we going to do after Trump wins? So is it the 16 ton hanging over your head? It's about to drop and you're scrambling to do anything you can maybe get lucky and prevent it. But you know, the hammer's about to drop. And I think the only chance they have is this, you know, mail-in ballot shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fiasco with that. I mean, this is a fact. C-SPAN reported that the RNC, that convention, now I, I may be misquoting, but I don't think I am. I think they said six times more viewership mm. than the DNC in terms of watching it on C-SPAN. Uh, I also saw somewhere where it said four times. I'm not sure exactly what the number is, but whether it's four, six, five, or hell, if, if, if even if it's double, you know, that tells you something. Little things that happen like this all the time. The fact that Tucker Carlson, love him or not, when the NBA debuted their season and they thought that was just going to be a huge thing because sports are back and the NBA's back and LeBron James is back. They aired two what the NBA thought was marquee games uh, on the same night as Tucker Carlson and Tucker's ratings beat both games combined. Yeah. And so now, well, I'll get to that. Nobody cares about sports. Nobody anymore. gives a shit. No. Nobody gives a shit about Le- LeBron James. No, nobody gives a shit if they cancel their games. Nobody gives a shit about any of it. And all these little things keep adding up, which, which gives you the idea that maybe this silent majority thing is totally legit. And all, you know, remember the, the media, remember the liberal biased media. And to a degree, you know, Fox News plays a role in that, too. If you watch Fox News, you know, you'll see the conservative, you know, bent on it. But everybody's wearing masks and everybody's talking about, you know, safety. And even Fox will talk about flattening the curve and their reporters out on the field have their little freaking face diapers on. So they're even pushing that narrative. I mean, I've been waiting for somebody on Fox News to to stand up, somebody like a Tucker Carlson or a Dan Bongino to come out and say, hey, by the way, everybody, this freaking election flu is just that. And we all need to get the fuck back to work, you know? Well, even with the mail-in ballots, is supposedly a solution. So I'm seeing the back of these. I've seen pictures of them and how they're going to prevent fraud. But yet there's a strip of text that gives an ID number, the person's initials, and their hat. they have a D after them if they're Democrat. They have an R after if they're the name if they're Republican. They have an I if they're independent. Those are when they're turned in because the way that's printed on there in black and white, black font, clear letters on a white background that can use OCR tech, optical character recognition as that scanned in the post office that if it sees an R in that orientation, it could just go, whoops, went in the trash. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's like that's not protecting you. You're basically taking this ballot and saying, now, we don't know what's inside, but it's marked Republican it could very easily, or the post person mm-hmm. who picks this up, because I don't think you can say mailman anymore, can you? I don't know. We can. The, the mail person, the mail, <laughs> the mail mailman, because that's who comes to my house. Okay. Martin comes to my house. It's still the goes, Ace Hardware yeah. man to me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like sure. the Whirlpool man. Is whirlpool what's to man, keep? Yeah. What's to keep the person who's collecting that via the mail? I, not suggesting it happens, but you've created a system that has a flaw built in that could be exploited when you didn't need to do that at all. 
Yeah, so why put that on there? And it just emptied, whoops, fell out of the cart. It's on the side of the road. So the thing is, okay, if you wanted a fair election, no matter what, you would want to know the person who voted was the person who should be voting. Mm-hmm. So, so voter ID. And well, you got you got to take the, the, the vaccine because that's how we're going to track you to know your actual vote. That's keeping you safe and your vote safe. Mm. Sarcasm. Just yeah, in well, case I anybody's understand, listening well, and doesn't I understand, understand. I understand that. I'm just saying, you know, you got to show ID to take a shit practically <laughs> in this country now, but not not for voting though, for voting, because yeah. that gives them mm-hmm. because know, Houston's less, dead cat. Yeah, because convert. they can't yeah. you know enroll a bunch of dead people and you know illegals and convicts and all these other people. I mean, California's a lost cause. Their their legislation is so communist. I mean, California's you know they're passing legislation that wants allow wants to allow felons to vote, illegals to vote. So that that's a blue lost cause there. But uh, for all the rest of these you know rational people in all the other states, I mean. There, there's no reason why we shouldn't be showing ID to vote. I and I don't see how anybody could, could argue against that that isn't rational and logical and wants fairness. Right. And how, how can you like say that that's not... Um, I mean, if, if you, everybody wants to truly say, okay, I cast my vote, it matters. Why would you not want to share your ID? I mean, they're not saying, mm-hmm. hey, I, you don't have to stand in front of everybody and say, I voted for X, Y, Z. Because when Ken, and, when Ken and Karen, who get all their news from CNN and The View and Good Morning America think that for a second, then Nancy Pelosi comes on the TV and says, you know, you shouldn't have to have an idea to vote. And then CNN says, yeah. And then Ken and Karen go, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I said that or thought that. Never mind if, you know, these people who are way smarter than me, you know, say so, then then I will acquiesce. And then it goes back to, you got the, the sheep and then, you know, the free thinkers. And who are you gonna be? And I, I still think, I just got this overwhelming sense this week, maybe coming back from a vacation where I've cleared my head and I'm watching some of these things. I just get the sense that people are done with this shit. I I just get the sense that, oh, LeBron, NBA, fuck you guys. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Hey, MLB, go to hell. I don't really care about your little white ball, okay? And I don't care, Nancy Pelosi, that you don't think there should be a debate. I don't care if you want to do this and I don't care if you want to do that. You know, we see through this shit now. Oh, Biden, you're going to you're going to literally going to run on mask mandates. Hey, why don't you take that and stick it up your ass? Because, you know, while it's one thing to think you're doing the right thing for the public health, but it's another thing to find out that, oh, now government wants to literally force me to do this until they say I don't have to anymore. And I think most rational, you know, normal people are finally standing up and say, you know what, this is horseshit. And I just, I really feel like we're going to cruise into this election, apart from all the distractions that are continue to happen. Uh, I'm starting for the first time to think, you know what? I, I think Trump does have this. And I think most, I think those people are going to show up. And it's only the fringe left that you see show up on all the coverage on CNN and MSNBC. Those people don't represent the majority. And but, I, but I don't, don't, I think this is going to work out okay. But we can't take comfort and assume no of we course not still you still have to walk to the polls yeah, yeah. when the amish start putting trump flags on their wagons <laughs> shit's getting real okay when, when they step and when they step up and start flying colors mm. you know that some people have had it because that shit doesn't happen and it's like yeah. ted cruz uh i think we i talked about this in one of the other, other podcasts he something to the effect of he said something to, to the effect of like 53 million evangelicals didn't vote in 2016 and he said, if just half of those people would actually come out of their homes and vote this time, it's, it's game over. Yeah. It's game over before eight o'clock. Mm. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. So what if it's game over and he won't concede? Then what happens? They just count votes over and over and over and over again until... Oh, well, no. The Electoral College is... It's, the votes don't really matter. The Electoral College decides anyway. So it's, it's not a, a vote based on volume and the popular vote. Because if that was the case, we've had cases where, uh, if I recall, I don't remember which election it was, where the majority of the votes were for somebody else, but they didn't win the state for the Electoral College points. So that's really what decides it. So when the votes come in, it's not your vote that's counting. There's a, a designated person that represents your state for the Electoral College. We're not allowed to know who that is. They actually decide whether they go with the vote for that state or they cast it the other way. So you think Hillary knows who's who's voting? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it'll be a symbolic thing. I, I think Trump will win. And I think it's going to be all MSNBC, CNN, major network coverage is going to be Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, if she's not in jail, constantly saying it was illegitimate. They cheated. Russia collusion, even yeah. though it's not going to matter. For like the first year, they're going to we keep feeding that narrative. That yeah, and they're going to keep yeah. doing that again because I'm starting to get the sense they know that they probably don't have a prayer. And now Joe Biden came out, I think it was actually today, saying, regardless of what Nancy says, I'm going to debate Trump. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hilarious. I, I will definitely. That's going to be that. the most entertaining thing we need we've to ever podcast seen. during oh, that. during that, a live podcast during the debate. Yes. 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 that would be awesome. Yeah, there's a there's a cadaver talking now. Just, hey, which yeah, which Joe Biden's actually going to do it? Like yeah. clone three, clone yeah. four. Who's going to attach to your lobe, dude? Or yeah. <laughs> and he says Biden says he's going to constantly fact check Trump during the debate. Yeah. You think he's got the mental capacity to process <laughs> what Trump's saying? In real time and fact check it through his mental computer. He's on Bing. He's, this guy, he, he's Google not, says otherwise. Microsoft if says. at any point you stop, if at any up. point you stop that debate and said, "Quick, what state are you in and what's your birthday?" He'd be he'd be all fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they'd have to go to commercial. Calm down, one question at a time. <laughs> yeah. He's still answering the first question like, "What's your name?" <laughs> Well, where, listen, where am I? Even the stuff with the, the absentee ballot and, and then wanting to do the mail-ins, whatever else. I mean, I know even when, how messed up it is now. When I was at ECU in 2016, the you know they gave us absentee ballots as college students because we couldn't be at home. Mm-hmm. And so all you do is fill out this piece of paper, write all your info on it, and you literally handed it to your political science professor. And then they, they sent it off for you. So, I mean, it's already messed up. Like, they could be doing whatever to college students. You mean they voted for you. (laughs) Right, exactly. No, Caleb, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, No, no, no. He's an idiot. Um, I'm just going to. And so what I'm saying is, who knows how many absentee ballots they even get in? Mm. Why can he not just Mm. copy over my information that I put on one piece of paper and then check the other box? You know what I mean? So it's already a messed up system in college It's already messed up. Right. And just to say that, in North Carolina here, I'm looking up research. It says that uh, 1.8 million um, absentee ballot votes have are have already been sent out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unsolicited. Just one point eight million. That, that's the only hope they got. I think yeah. is is to just rig the whole damn thing. And, and don't you think they're just? Don't you think they're kind of conceding the election itself, and it's just going to have to be a fight after the fact because they're not even coming up with any more clever bullshit. They're so, they're still t- playing the same. COVID bullshit, yeah. and now it's a new race war. Yeah, we don't have it's anything like, get else. creative. We, we've already been through the, 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 the latest race war. I mean, what's the kid's name? And they got shot in the, the back. Blake. Uh, yeah. Um, in Kenosha. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so here's a guy who's armed with a knife, okay, and has a warrant for his arrest for raping a 14-year-old girl and uh, threatens to grab another weapon from his car, is physically resisting, and that's on camera. And uh, officers, you know, can definitely say they, they were defending themselves. I mean, this guy was, a, this guy, I'm sorry, he's dead, but he was a total piece of shit. Mm, paralyzed from the waist down. Or paralyzed, yeah, paralyzed from the waist down. Um, I'm, I'm sorry that this guy is paralyzed from the waist down, but hey, the way I see it, anybody that rapes a 14-year-old girl, that was true justice because now he can't use that thing anymore. Mm. So this was the most poetic end to a human piece of trash that I can think of. And that's who, you know, the left and LeBron James are, are propping up as their latest freaking martyr hero. Yeah, and they I can't. mean, our, even clients of mine that are sort of in the middle are, are like, eh, raising their eyebrows over that. They're like, eh. I mean, come on. Is it, I really thought that it was going to be really creative right about now. Yeah, but then they bring in, you know, the, the town's quote-unquote burning. You've got the 17-year-old cop academy police wannabe dude, uh, you know, who crosses state lines with an AK, not AK, uh, probably uh, an AR, to go help the police. I, dude, I don't think they need your help. And he's supposedly wearing a manga, manga hat and he's down there helping them patrol and then he kills two people and, and wins another one. And so he becomes now the poster child for how bad the right is and gun control and everything else. Like White supremacist. Yeah. I yep. mean, just... It, it's like, you've told me this same bedtime story 20 times, Dad. Is there not another one to tell yeah, me? Because I, I I've really, got this one memorized. Didn't you expect alien invasion? You know, some kind of a something. Hey, I it don't would think at least change it up a little bit. It's it's, not, it's too early. I'm still, I mean, technically we're still in August. So, I mean, it's... But gonna, really, another race riot? Well... And this time, they... I mean, this guy, George Floyd was a, was a you know was a piece of shit too. Right. Anybody that holds a knife to a pregnant woman's belly while his buddy's robber, fuck him, yeah. you know? Sorry, but I don't give a shit what color he is. It's and now they're, their latest, you know, martyr victim that they can march and riot and burn down towns to is a guy that raped a 14-year-old, sexually oh. assaulted a 14-year-old. It's like football. You run that same play. They run, you know, they run the sweep right well, every see, single time. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to cut a right angle here. You've got him threatening r rape someone. All this, not you know, the epitome of, of of a great you know person in the in the in the country. But they'll do that, and they'll go to his aid and turn him into a martyr and all this. But yet they'll turn right around because evidently all lives matter, all black lives matter, all this life is sacred, life is sacred. But by the way, let's go kill a bunch of babies with abortion. Uh, where, which side are you actually? On. Yeah, it's, it's insanity. It's just it's total insanity. Yeah. This person posted this thing. This was pretty funny. This guy, when they were talking about the 17-year-old kid that had mm. the AR, he was like, why was he out there with the AR if he wasn't looking for trouble? And somebody said, why was one a registered sex offender? Why was one of the others a known violent woman beater with multiple charges of domestic abuse? And why was the other one a felon in possession of a handgun? How are these not the questions that we're asking? What planet am I on right yeah. now? You know, exactly. yeah. <laughs> like this kid is out trying to protect his neighborhood because nobody else will, because, you know, the police are all told to stand down by Democrat mayors, Democrat governors, 
you know, most cops are terrified to do their job because uh, the, they're afraid they're going to be the uh, next. I don't know. even think it's a terrified to do the job. I don't see how they can. They can't. They've had everything removed and they don't to want the point to. that you can just give them the shamey finger like you do your two year old. Oh, shamey, shamey. You shouldn't be robbing that store now. I mean, that this it's crazy what, you know, all, all of a sudden in, in this environment, they're pushing racism. They're creating, they're manufacturing racism to win an election. And then good people, good African-Americans, good Hispanics, good, you know, Caucasians, you know, we're all paying the price. I mean, I go into the supermarket the other day before we go camping because Nancy says, hey, go pick up some, you know, lunch meat and this and that. And I'm, I'm at the deli counter. Mm, lunch meat. And, and at the same one I always go to. And there's this fantastic guy who always is always there, always serves me, that I always have small talk with. And he's an African-American man, older man. And because of what's going on right now, I look at the list and my wife wants one pound of white American cheese. Right. So here I am and I'm like uh, sheepishly looking at, you know, this African-American guy. And I go, um, can, can you give me a pound of, of white American? I felt stupid for asking because, <laughs> I, you know. In this culture, I mean, I didn't know if the guy was going to say, oh, white American, huh? <laughs> you like that cheese better than the other cheeses? Yeah, what, yeah what's wrong with Swiss cheese? You got something against the Swiss, too? You know, so uh, it's like all of a sudden bastard. here I am ordering the white supremacist cheese. <laughs> now you're going to have me saying that in the grocery store tomorrow. White American, please. So what I'm, I'm thinking I should have done is just go and say, give me some damn white American cheese. The only damn cheese anybody should have. America. Oh, is this Slim's episode? Slim is just it? walked in. Hey, Slim. What's up? <laughs> the, the what's up really threw me off. Right I wasn't ready for that. Does anybody else think it's 900 degrees in here? It it's really it's hot. hot. We just, we My just, glasses are fogging we just We just worked out, though. It's, yeah, we did just work out. It's not the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with it whiskey. It is hot in this room. And the so, music in the gym is a little bit louder today, well, too. I'm not okay, so that. here's the thing. So back to the have the Democrats given up. Okay, maybe they've given up on the presidential race, but maybe they are concentrating on more governors. I still think this is a long play. I think it's a long Senate play. House. Even if they get lucky in, in the presidential election, the narrative is going to continue. This is a long con because they'll just keep twisting and turning and navigating themselves to get to their goal. For me, the goal is appears to be create a lot of chaos for the sake of creating a false sense of dependency that you need us to save you. So that it's like somebody step in and help me here so that even past the election, whether Trump's there or not, because eventually Trump won't be there. So what looks like four years after that? So you get to 2024, what's 2025 look like? And then now what steps in? So what is their long con? What are they really after there? So you create this sense of chaos and craziness and I'm tired of it. I'm desensitized to it to the point that, yes, I've heard the same story again. Please, not another one. Give me something new. And eventually get to the point where somebody's just going to be tired and say, help me. Just save me. Put, put whatever in place just to make the stop because you wear somebody down. It's water over a rock. Don't eventually think, it gets smooth. Don't you think the number of people in these blue cities, don't you think there's more people affected negatively by the lockdowns than there were affected positively by the lockdowns? Mm -hmm. So how in God's name could people like Roy Cooper, 
Cuomo, the governor of New Jersey, the governor of Pennsylvania, how in the world could these guys keep their jobs? When I'm in Target and I see a, I'm going to assume mom and daughter, mom, mid-30s, daughter, 16, 17 maybe, walking in with an N95 mask on and then a cloth mask over that and a face shield. <laughs> First off, why did you leave the house? Okay, face that shield paranoid? people. I, I've already conceded face shield people. They're too fucking stupid to tie their own shoes. Okay, they got to have somebody tell them how to do everything. I'm just talking about. Don't you think that most people? We went to Virginia camping, and apparently Virginia is a little bit more, you know, sheepish and panic driven than even people in North Carolina are. And we ended up having to a couple of our things failed on our camping trip because we hadn't been in a while. So we had to make a run into a Walmart and a run into a Sam's club into Virginia. We drive like 30 minutes to a bigger city. We went to one wall. I was, by the way, I was over or three for three. I didn't wear a mask in any of them. Uh, both Walmarts I walked in and it was the damn Gestapo mm-hmm. at these in Virginia Walmarts. And both times a lady stopped me and said, do you have a mask? And I said, Nope. So I started to walk and she said, sir, would you like us to provide you one? And I said, nope. And I'd take two more steps. Uh, sir, you need to have a mask to go in here. I said, well, uh, no, I don't. And she's like, sir, it's the state law. And then I said, I have asthma. She's like, that's all you had to say. Have a nice day. I so sh- no, if I legally, lie. But if the law is, she can't even ask that due to ADA compliance because in HIPAA, you're well, not true. required to say I didn't say have it. to say asthma, so even but I did. She's forcing you to break the law. Not that it's true. You, you said it to, to move on. But she's forcing you to break a law to enforce another law. I had to it's lie. It's not even a law. I had to lie. <laughs> it's a mandate. Say, it's not a law. I had to lie to do something I'm constitutionally should be allowed to do anyway. Yeah. And, you know, walked in there. And at this Walmart in Virginia, there was me, my wife, and my daughter. And one guy in overalls. Mm-hmm. The only, the only four people in the whole store that didn't have a mask on. And I was like... Oh, if you got overalls on, you ain't wearing shit. No. It ain't happening. So here's my question. Did he have Slim, a shirt? Did, Slim wears overalls. Did 60% of the people in that store wearing a mask, are they... Do they think it's bullshit and they just want to be able to go shop? Mm-hmm. And they just said, fuck it, I'll comply? Or are everybody else in that store besides me, my wife, daughter, and Mr. Overalls, like that terrified, believe the narrative, and going to vote for Biden because he's keeping us safe? It's got to be what you said first, where it has to I'm be just people are that are they that stupid? If they are, I, I need to move yeah. to a deserted island because yeah. I can't live around this many stupid people. Yeah, yeah the compliance piece, I, I, I go back to Sesame Street. Three's a magic number. They taught us that over and over again. You're going to have a third that follow no matter what, and you cannot convince them otherwise it's pearls to swine. They're going to do what they're told. That's the true sheep. Then you've got the opposite third. Do not tell me what to do. I will not comply. That's us. And then you've got the third in the middle that's, all right, I don't want to comply, but if this means I get to go into Sam's and get the mac and cheese for the six-year-old, fine, I'll put your damn mask on for five minutes just to get through it because I don't want to be hassled and delayed because i got stuff to do. So you've got that. So I'm, and, and, and these thirds, it's not really equal thirds. I think you've got maybe... 20% over here on the I'm wearing a mask even when I'm driving in the car by myself idiots and then you've got the 20% over here and then you got the 60% in the middle to your number that is I'm just on the fence yeah maybe it helps maybe it doesn't I really just want to get through my day that's the ones that 
if I was approaching a marketing campaign, I'm not going after the ones I can't convince. I'm not going to overmarket to the ones who've already bought my product. I want that middle third because they're on the fence and I can tip them. So what do I need to do to get them to go one way or the other? That's the same thing with election. You yeah. got the, like yeah. Rob said, mama was a Democrat. Go vote no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Democrat. I'm going to be a Democrat no matter what. And you got, you know, the hardcore rights that mm-hmm. no matter what. And then the middle third is what everybody's competing for. Yeah. Well, this isn't about, to, to me, because I'm sure there's, uh, of the nine people that listen to us out there, you know, seven of them are thinking, well, you know, that Rob guy is just a hardcore Republican. No. George Bush is a human piece of garbage that blew up four buildings mm. and killed over 3,000 people. So, no, it's not about Democrat, Republican. I'd given up on everything. And I said, all right, based on the evidence that I've seen, I'm hoping and counting on this Trump guy to be the one guy that is separate from the swamp that's going to try to turn shit around and make changes. And I would argue that he is in no way, shape, or form Republican. It's just we're a fucking oh, no. two-party system. You've got to pick one. Listen. And liberal it, ain't it. If you're, if you're stalking us and listening to us and, and if you're on the left, well, first of all, thanks for being here. I mean, you belong. <laughs> uh, let's all get along. But, you know, if you think Trump is a conservative Republican... You're blind and and or stupid. He's the most liberal president we've had in a long time. And people just don't recognize that. I mean, he was loved and adored by the black community before he ran against a Democrat. He was uh, well steeped into the to gay, lesbian, LGBT you know, population before he ran against a Democrat. You know, he was a Democrat New York businessman. I mean, he's very liberal. I mean... He doesn't have a problem with the gay community. He doesn't have doesn't have a problem with the black community. He has a problem with corruption and the anti-American sentiment, you know, and, and the way we're getting screwed by China and other countries. And he doesn't like our troops in other countries. I mean, if you pay attention to what's actually happening, not not the liberal media narrative, he's not the satanic bastard that you've been sold that he is. And it's not that it's Democrat and Republican, because the fear is, let's say Trump gets elected. We have four more years. And then let's say another deep state candidate comes in and the deep state thinks, oh, you know, everything's kind of leaning Republican right now because of Trump. So let's let's bring in our Republican guy. So what if we get another George Bush or George Bush senior? Nothing's going to improve. It's all going to go back to the way it was. I wouldn't say if we get there's one in the queue unless we get another and i don't mean the q non i mean in the (laughs) queue of q unless it's donald trump jr yeah uh i say you like we've talked i think we talked about in number one we got four years to get our Mm -hmm. shit together uh and if it if the tide turns in november 3rd then well that's what i'm it's all hands on deck that's what i'm hoping is going to happen with this so here's let's say a scenario you've got election coming up We've talked on previous episodes of the different things that could happen, Nasir, et cetera. Some of that, everybody's like, oh, please happen now. Please happen now. Well, if you play that card now, <laughs> excuse me, the Trump card, if you play that card now, then you don't get to play it later when you actually are still in a position to be able to benefit from the card. You may play it too early. So now we're so close to the election, it's sit tight, get through the election. Now let's drop the hammer. If, so that, that's, where if that's his intention, though, isn't mm-hmm. that the greatest roll of the dice oh, of all time? Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if you're the sitting balls. there, <laughs> if you're sitting there knowing I can change the world, but I have to wait for my second term yeah, and there's yeah. a chance I could lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you want to go ahead and just 
Oh, I, put I, your cards down and try to yeah. change it now? Yeah, but I think that's what he's doing. I mean, you think about, okay, the Portland deal. I think if this was, you know, if, if this was his last term, he would have rolled in the National Guard, shut that crap down immediately. Like that, yeah. Which he just did in Kenosha. Yeah. Yeah, he's already like, look, if you're not going to clean this up, I will. Right. Which, by the way, all you liberals keep saying, stay out of my state, I'm running my state, and here you're creating a situation where i got to come and clean it up. Because I'm not wanting to be big government. I'm not trying to tell your state what to do, but you're not taking care of your own selves. Don't you so think to protect you from yourself. that the left wanted him to come into Portland? Probably. You think they baited him? Yeah. There, it was yeah. a bait, and yeah. then he's like, you guys burn yourselves to the ground, and let's let the world watch. <laughs> yeah. How many people watch that? Because I remember even on Fox News, every single day I'd come in in the morning, I'd turn it on. Mm-hmm. When I was getting the gym ready to open, it'd be like, day 69 of violence in Portland. It's, I'm not even exaggerating. I, and it was like, surely people are watching this and being like, you stupid pieces of shit. I mean, if Trump would have went there guns blazing and not given people a chance to watch these people burn themselves to the ground, I think it might have been detrimental to him but for him to say okay this is your bed lie in it people well, and then people are to, like okay yeah, maybe these these people on the left have lost their damn minds and we need to take you know re- rethink our looking at things here i do that with my kids all the time don't do that you will get hurt don't don't do that you'll get hurt don't do that you're going to get hurt okay i'm not saying it a fourth time okay evidently you need to feel it yeah i'm gonna step away it's backfiring now, it's not going to kill you what i'm gonna let happen but okay you fell down did you learn anything i have i say that daily in my house okay did you learn anything of course the 13 year old he's like no talk okay about, well you're talking about backfire i yeah. mean uh bet midler makes fun of melania mm-hmm. trump because she has an accent now this is the, these these are the people that talk about yeah. You know, open borders, letting immigrants in, you know, tolerance, equality. So you have an immigrant who is giving a speech, and it's mm-hmm. a woman. And she speaks five languages. And yeah. she speaks five languages. More more languages than you but have. But the yes. thing is, is Bette Midler did this, but the backlash yep. was severe on her. Mm-hmm. I even know liberals who were like you should have kept your mouth Overplayed. shut. That was ridiculous. And now with, you know, LeBron James and the NBA. Oh, well, we're not going to play tonight. And they thought that was going to be a big deal. There was a collective crickets and there was a collective. So what? Yeah. Shut up. You're a basketball player. We don't give a shit. Don't play tonight. So what? You're just going to make up that game next week anyway. Who Mm. cares? Yeah. Why don't you shut your mouth? You crying, you know, crybaby, you know, spoiled brat millionaire. Nobody gives a shit what you say, LeBron. So just go away. And by the way, you'll never be Michael Jordan as much as you want to try. <laughs> I think this is the second time on the podcast that we've said LeBron James will never be Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's because he will never be Michael Jordan. Love you, Mike. Love you, MJ. Uh-huh. Greatest of all time. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously. Hey, LeBron's not even number two in my book. Oh, who's number two? I got to put Kobe up there. Kobe. Oh, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with Kobe. Yeah. I mean, if you could, if you could pick your, if you were, if it was like starting a league, and time stood still and Michael Jordan in his prime, Kobe in his prime, LeBron in his prime. Wayne Gretzky. And okay. you could pick two for your team. Yeah, Michael and Kobe. You'd pick Michael and Kobe. Yeah. So here's my And question. then you'd bring in Shaq to play center. Of course. Who would be your point guard? Oh, man. Point guard? Who's going to feed the ball to Jordan, Kobe, and Shaq? Iverson. I, I thought Iverson too. That would be my pick. I don't know. Or would it be a guy like Stockton? Or would it be... Jason Kidd. 
Jason Kidd was good. And what yeah. about, hell, even current era, which I hate the current era right now, but what about uh, Stephon Curry? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he shoot a three to me times. That's true. But here's my question. Okay. How has LeBron James been oppressed? How, how has he become the spokesperson? I mean, <laughs> the dude's been a millionaire since he was eight years old. Hey, I mean, hey, you don't know his background. Hey, <laughs> okay. Oh. You don't know his trauma. The first six months of his life, it was horrible. Okay. It's like <laughs> Oprah Winfrey talking about oppression and she has 14 homes. Yeah. I mean, like, and she's a billionaire. Who don't picked these people to talk about oppression? <laughs> yeah. Look at the face of oppression here. They have huge houses and one of the all worst the money you could ever imagine. You said Oprah, you, you invoked her. One of the worst things, one of the triggers for me, active to get activated, her running around saying, "This is my truth." Fuck you. There's one. <laughs> we truth. finally got a fuck There's out of Houston. Lord Almighty. There's only one truth, and right. no person owns it. It's a separate entity. You can have your perspective on something. It's still not 100% right. If Jason and I are talking about something, we're never going to agree on it because we're two individual people with different perspectives. We've been through too much. Not one of us get to say it's my truth. No, that has done so much damage to our culture now because then it's saying everybody's stuff is justified. It's your truth. No, it's not. You don't own the truth. No one does. And the thing is is that so then you're even getting into some of my favorite stuff like the questions of morality and things yeah. like that when it gets into truth because like oh, question you can't you can't like you said you can't have multiple truths otherwise there is no truth yep. right. so the, the thing is is that I, one of my favorite statements that I, I get from people is well there's just no such thing as truth truth is relative and I go okay is that a truth is that statement and what you just said? No, because it's it's self-refuting. What you're saying, it doesn't make any sense. Like, there has to be one singular truth that all falls from. So, as as a Christian, my truth is the Bible. And, and that's what I see as the truth. God is the truth. But, in all morality has to come from Him. And I understand that God is an infinite being, being an unchanging source. So, all my truth and morality comes from an unchanging being that's always been and always will be. And... Once you start varying and saying like, well, you know, I can, it can change or, or whatever else. And no, it, it, it can't it can't change. Otherwise, it is not what you're claiming it to be. So truth in itself, by definition and morality, they, they can't be they can't come from a changing source and they cannot change themselves. They have to stay consistent. Otherwise, they are not truth or morality. So it's just you, now you're not understanding the definitions of what you're even saying, and uh, but or, or a lot you of beat them to make them that stuff yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You beat them to make them feel what you want, I right? Want, I want well, to know it's all about how, how you're going to come up with a description for this show. I don't know. Uh, the, I'm, truth I, is, the truth is honestly, not out there. <laughs> we went from the conventions to who's the top two NBA players of all time <laughs> to absolute truth to. Houston what? saying fuck Oprah. <laughs> it may be Houston that's says the, the F word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Houston says the F word. And who's your top two NBA players of all time? That's going to draw them in right there. Houston, go- Houston says the F word and you won't believe who it's to. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You're going to be- It's actually, I'm narrowing it down between does Rob have the heat on? <laughs> and, <laughs> and Houston's I'll say a bomb because <laughs> my god it's like 300 degrees it's in like here. while Houston <laughs> is in heat he drops the F-bomb yeah. 
I'm going to go with, I, I've upped my meal frequency and my protein this week, and that's why I'm sweating my ass off. Uh, I don't my wife that. wanted to know, because two times at the camping trip, I said it's hotter than balls here. And she's like, why do you say hotter than balls? She said... When you have uh, them, you'll understand. No, well, she said, uh, you know, have you ever walked around with a hot, sweaty vagina? <laughs> and I said, well, no. She's like, well, you know, we might want to do a comparison because... All right, you want to talk I about... I maintain that it's just as fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but if you want to talk about the epitome of male to- toxicity, you're walking around going, it's hot as a fucking vagina in here. <laughs> you're going to get shot. It's hot as a sweaty vagina in here. You're yeah. going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that. Well, that's going to help me up my game. This, yeah. is, this is episode five. Anybody who's actually listened to, oh, the, other, to the other four, they're not going to get offended by that. So. <laughs> you're going to look at our stats. There's going to be six downloads for this episode. <laughs> it's pushing us into the <laughs> and negative. four of them will be us. People are pushing episodes back. <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing about it is like looking at the stats, I was like thinking we would be like, you know, a sharp drop from the very first one. Mm. But it hasn't been, I think, maybe like eight or nine percent mm. uh, decrease from the very first one. Yeah to the last one. So I was kind of Well, I'm pretty sure that. that all of us in this room downloaded the first one like 20 times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, just to make sure. Yeah. J- just going back to the truth thing, I, I just pulled up, I wrote there this There you go, in. you buzzkill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring Caleb's this up. Caleb's like, I got to pull is, people away from sweaty vaginas this, real fast. This is, no, no, no. I, I talk about the sweaty vaginas. I mean, I don't care. But I just thought this was a really good point. I wanted to find this. And this was a statement by Plato. He said, truth cannot be plural. It would make it divided against itself, which is impossible by definition. And I, I had written down, if, if there isn't a singular truth, then truth is unknowable, which is false. If I tell you you're sitting in a chair, I'm not lying to you. You're sitting in a freaking chair. Right. So truth is knowable. So uh, now that you said that was by who? Plato? Plato. Plato. Was, was he in the Old or New Testament? <laughs> no. He, uh, he Plato, was, Plato was a philosopher. <laughs> and he was pretty much a full-on kid toucher. He was deep state. His, yeah. his truth was such a kid, obviously. Oh, man. Oh, shit. What just happened to my Caleb's mental? Caleb. We, we have demons. We have demons in here working against us now. Man, my Caleb's mind just fell apart. Totally, totally crashed. Stage. It said, "Talk about Plato one more time." See what <laughs> yeah. Man, I hope that didn't make like an awful sound for people to listen. I, just I don't uh, think so. It's all entertainment. Man. Is that like a legitimate mic drop? Well, and, and things can't just be relative either. I'll put it in this example of, I mean, if I give you a paycheck and I say, "All right, let's rip that thing in half," well, those numbers aren't relative to you i mean but if i said oh no numbers it's just it's all relative it doesn't matter i don't know it matters to you so everything matters to somebody you gonna be able to fix that thing i don't know you know houston didn't didn't you want to talk about something weird well i had one on my radar for a long time this goes back to the 80s you'll have the the group of guys that that focus on income tax you know, the IRS. I'm just gonna have to hold my microphone for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> the whole like. concept of income tax. You look the, like a game show host. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, what's the do? Totally uh, Drew Carey. Totally Drew Carey. Right get back now. up on the stand. <laughs> Now, is this topic going to allow us to branch off into sweaty vaginas and the NBA stars? Oh, there's always a way to bring to bring it back to that. So, okay, yeah, that, that's a constant. So, back in the '80s, I, uh, when I was first getting one of my first jobs, I, this dude I worked with, it was in the furniture business, and we were picking up furniture and driving in a truck, and you you get bored, so you're either farting on each other to see who's worse, or you're talking about strange stuff. Well, this guy was huge into conspiracies back when you couldn't research anything; it's just word of mouth. Well, he talked about. Um, the liberty movement where it was really focusing on how income tax was illegal and how he hadn't paid income tax in years and blah, blah, blah. But yet he was still trying to run from Uncle Sam because they will come get you. 
And earlier this month, I was watching a podcast and they start talking about the straw man theory. So the straw man theory ties into this with the income tax being a component of it. With the straw man theory, the theory is, and it is a conspiracy, that when you're born, you're issued a birth certificate, you legally have to have one, and that your name, you'll notice on your birth certificate, is in all caps. And when that is issued, straw man is a legal term, that that becomes essentially a proxy. So you have the physical being, and then you have the legal straw man, so that as you get a job, pay social security taxes, <laughs> pay taxes or anything else, it's really the straw man that is legally bound to everything. And But you as a physical being are not. You're not so, bound to anything? Hmm? Not bound to taxes? You're not bound to anything. And so there's this whole movement now. I like now, this. Now, nobody that's gone <laughs> like and tried where to. I this is going. By nothing. Yeah, there's several guys who've like tried to go against the government. Well, you, everybody's bought into it, and you, all the law is written and interpreted. And I'm sorry, if you go against the IRS, they're going to win. Because they're just going to say, no, just get in jail. You, right. We're just putting you in jail. So there's been several cases in the UK and in the US where they're pushing back on this concept of the straw man. And that ties back into the Jasera thing of in Nasera, where if I'm born and I'm issued a birth certificate, that becomes my straw man. Caleb, just, just let it dangle and then grab just, it. When you're it when you <laughs> I'm sorry, we're, we're laughing because I'm still just, this microphone is kind of heavy. Like, I didn't realize yeah. how heavy it was until I've been holding I it. I just like the way you've got this big phallic symbol just in your face and you're just like, you seem to be very comfortable with it. I'm yeah, not sure I'm normally pretty that. comfortable around it. Yeah. Now, this is how we bring it back to vaginas. <laughs> just, just for clarity. Nice so, segue there. Yeah, so the, the concept becomes with the straw man in place that if you deny your straw man step away, you can argue that Okay, when I'm born and I get a birth certificate, your birth certificate is actually you bec- your straw man becoming an incorporated entity. And that is a separate piece. And it is what's actually, its name is what's on all the contracts when you buy a car with a loan or a mortgage. It's not your name on there because your name is spelled with what we call camel case. The initial letter is capitalized, everything else is not. But legal documents are always uppercase. Your birth certificate is uppercase. And that becomes the straw man theory. Could you imagine... And, and actually, if you look back in the 30s when the birth certificates were, were released and everything, and that would start to become a thing, because it used to be you just wrote it in your Bible, and that's how people tracked it. Um, that There's this whole passage delivered to the president when this was put in place, where when you read through how this was delivered, it describes this whole scenario to make it plausible. And that's what the, the guys lean to. But I found that whole concept very interesting, because it also ties back to the banks. That it's everything seems to come back to banking, 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 everything as people, we are so in bondage related back to banking and money and control and those houses like the Rothschilds and, and et cetera. So I just find that whole topic extremely interesting of how we could just be, have, you know, uh, agreed to this and not know what we're agreeing to. Just right. by our parents saying, oh, I have to get a birth certificate. Okay, that's just what you do now. Oh, I got to get a social security number. That's just what you're supposed to do. It's so subtle that you don't think anything about it, but what contract are you actually signing? It's the EULA. It's the user agreement, like on software. Right. Who read the thing? It's 5,000 words. I'm not reading it. No. And it, you know, paragraph four, it says, we own your third child. So did that come about when the, um, like the Federal Reserve was made? Yeah. Yeah. Around the same time. All that, all that seemed to happen in a very... Do you have to uh, have a birth certificate? If you want to be a citizen, you do. Hmm. Define citizen. Uh, if you want to get a social security number and you want to be a U.S. citizen, 
you've got to be able to have the birth certificate to prove it because that registers you as a citizen of the U.S. So they have to have documentation. I'm using air quotes. Documentation that you were here born in that situation, just like uh, Kinko Harris or whatever her name is. You know, there was that whole thing of, of, you know, what were, were her parents nationalized at that right. point? She was born in country, so that automatically, because she's born on the soil. It doesn't know, matter as long yeah, as she I have knows. construction yeah. paper with crayon as my birth certificate. Where, where do you have to present a birth certificate uh, when, you're, when you're young in order to just to be a functional you, person? Well, you have, to, you have to present it to get a Social Security number. Well, Social Security, when I, when I came Let's of age... Let's say you don't get a Social Security number. I didn't have to get one until I was 21. If you want a job, you have to get one. Yeah. Now, my kids now, Taxes. the minute you're born, they expect you to file before they're like three years old and get your SS number. So what if I have a kid... And I don't get the birth certificate, and I never get the social security number. Then you're and, a pedophile because that's what they're doing on the baby farms, and where I, they're raising and children. I and she works for the family business, or he or he or she works for the family business. Fill my cup, Jason. And Fill we homeschool cup. him or her. Um, don't vaccinate. Do Amish people have birth certificates? I don't know. And 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 do you have to have a birth certificate to go get your driver's license? Yes. You do. You've got to provide two types of proof, one being Social Security and birth certificate, that sort of thing. Yeah, so. Oh, let's not even talk about this new deal with the um, the, the gold star where you have to have, what is it called? Um, oh, the new ID card? Yeah, the new ID card. Yeah, so th- and that's not a requirement yet. So when you're flying, if you have your passport, so this has all changed recently. It's not fully in effect yet, but I think it does this year or next year. So in North Carolina, you've got your driver's license. You cannot legally use your driver's license as proof of identification when you go through TSA. If you have your per- passport, that's that's plenty. But now if you want to use your driver's license as proof of identity, you've got to have the ID that has the gold star or whatever on it, um, which is a driver's license and then some. It's birth certificate and uh, proof of address, possibly, yeah. something like that. Right, yeah, so that. like you just have to... You got to go to wherever. I think our closest one is probably Charlotte, I think, for where you have to do it at, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I'm, not thinking, now, I'm not talking about the TS, pre-TSA piece. So right now, like if No, you, I'm talking about the star on the license. No, you, you, you to, can... Oh, you can just do yeah, that Yeah, you anywhere. can go down any DMV. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. can do that. I but you have that to tell them that's what you Charlotte. want. Like, my license physically got was getting destroyed. I had to get a renewal. Mm-hmm. Well, you can just go online and get a renewal. They'll mail it to you. It's gotcha. just basically the, a copy of what you have. Uh, but it looks different because they've changed in the past five years. But now to get that one, you've got to go through a whole thing, just like if you were filing for a passport or pre-TSA, where they verify you, fill this form out, look at this, talk to me, answer these questions. And once again, it's that just as a country, it doesn't feel American. It's weird. I start to go, am I in the Eastern Bloc where I've got to present papers all the time? Am I walking down the street now and I'm going to be downtown Hickory and somebody's going to say, paper split. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> ah, am I in occupied France? So. Yeah, I was I was about to say that reminded me of like one of the strictest airport moments of my whole life was I flew from New York to like Frankfurt, Germany, and I was going from there to Israel. And from Germany to Israel, it is like the mm. biggest security. And I mean, I know why, but it is like the biggest security crackdown I've ever seen. Like literally, you're getting put into a whole separate building and area and and the planes are like super far away and they're doing you have to go through like three different security screenings they like almost background check you Mm -hmm. if you're going from germany to israel in real time yeah Mm. we'll see what what gets me is there for a while before all this 
COVID crap, I was having to fly like several times a month to go visit people. And I finally got tired of waiting in security because that adds a good 45 minutes in some cases to your trip. I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and pay the money and get the pre-TSA. Went through that, drive to Charlotte, you know, answer the questions. Some lady sitting in a Staples that works for the TSA is like, yeah, this is great. This seems real professional. <laughs> and so now I'm using that the first time. You got the special line you go through. There's low volume there, so you get through quicker where you don't take your shoes off, you don't take your belt off. You, you have to take your laptop out of your bag normally. You set that down. But as you're going through, it's like, dude, I could... I'm literally just walking through here. Nobody's even paying attention to me. So if I want to really blow the shit out of something, then I'm just going to live 53 years of a good life and go, now I'm ready to fuck some shit up. And I said, fuck yeah. Whoops. Twice. God, I'm This is a hot Houston show. Houston says it twice. <laughs> so if I'm going to blow some stuff up, then I'm just going to go 53 years of being cool and get that. And then, then I'm just going to carry shit on the plane. I mean, it's like, that's why I've, I've always looked at TSA and go, you're just security theater. You're, have you stopped something? Maybe you found a dude whose bag smelled like pot. Yeah. Wow. They're Good job stopping the, something. Yeah, they're going to give you the illusion of being safe. Yeah, it's just illusion. It's just theater. It's just it, theater, but not entertainment. It's more of a comedy tragedy. tragedy but Like this podcast? podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Altitude. Altitude. <laughs> going like down. I think Rob Like me holding this microphone right now yeah. in my hands. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> you seem awkward. I haven't drank it all this week, so <laughs> this is just putting me to sleep. Rob, and you like Rob is just gone. He's in another dimension right now. <laughs> it's just a sedative. Mm. I mean, He's like, tell me about the Nasara again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell me another bedtime story, Dad. Can we just talk about like? <laughs> I love how his voice even got lower. He's like, <laughs> "Can we talk about stupid Democrats and LeBron some more?" <laughs> sweaty vaginas and sweaty vaginas. <laughs> All right, so you're taking Jordan and Kobe first and second. <laughs> um, who you, you, you're taking Shaq as your center, right? Oh yeah, I take Shaq as oh, a center. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right, especially with Kobe. I well, mean, the two yeah. of them together, it's unstoppable. The only other center I'd take besides Shaq, if Shaq was an option, was probably like Garnett in his prime. What about old school, like you know, Russell or Chamberlain? Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, when you start going that far back like Russell, I start wondering, like, the athletic ability compared with, like, guys like Shaq and stuff. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what. Back in those days when I when I saw Shaq play and uh, I was a Hornets fan, Alonzo would, would give Shaq hell. He was a hell of a player. He, he just he had some health problems at the end of his mm-hmm. career. He was a hell of a center, too. Yeah, so... You know what? Statistically, statistically, one of the greatest players in the NBA ever is. But you really can't bring it up because you're going to get criticized. And that's Larry Bird. Statistically. Mm. If you look at his numbers compared to everybody else all time. It's pretty racist of you to bring up a white guy in basketball. Well, you know. and if you, it, <laughs> That's because he's a ball I'm going to go eat some white American cheese. And <laughs> now, now, I think one of the most overlooked teams of all time was I don't even know what year this would have been but the Clippers when they had Blake Griffin they had uh, Jordan DeAndre Jordan and they had JJ Redick they had Jamal Crawford I mean that was a that was a squad I used to think that was one of my favorite teams probably at, at that time I loved watching them yep I knew everybody liked watching Blake Griffin play he was a beast yeah now what happened to him 
Well, now the whole NBA sucks. It's just a bunch of spoiled brat millionaires. Nobody has any commitment to a team. Nobody has any loyalty. It's not like it was back in the 90s and 80s and 70s. That's when basketball was great. Now it's just a bunch of freaking Now it's just LeBron James. Now it's just communist, you know, LeBron James and all his horse shit. You know, but I'm sure with canceling these games, all these NBA players are spending all their times, you know, working, you know, in inner cities, you know, to help really fight against racism and racial injustice. Oh wait, no, they're not. No, never mind. They're not doing that. <laughs> they're taking a knee and they're taking watching. a knee and wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> nobody's watching. Well, they were showing. They were showing like the NBA. Like, what are they doing since they're not playing today? It was showing them just like out walking around like some park or something. Yeah, just frolicking yeah. around. Yeah. How much work did uh, Colin Kaepernick do in inner cities to fight? Racial injustice, you know, like nothing. And then what was the guy from New Orleans, um, uh, the quarterback that got like, like, what's the quarterback? Drew Brees. Yeah, Brees? yeah, yeah. like he was always helping in his community. I mean, you know, walking the streets of New Orleans, doing all kind of stuff, giving money, building houses, and like he got what? Well, Warwick done, you know. Yeah. Warwick done has done more for communities. You know, talk about building houses and putting underprivileged single mothers into mortgage-free homes. I mean, that guy has spent his entire career doing that and is still doing it now. But you don't hear about that shit. We'll you see, only hear but, about but LeBron I, James and I, but his I think fucking that's T-shirt. The, that's the norm, though, because somebody who's actually doing it properly, they're not expecting anything back. If I'm doing you a solid and I'm expecting something in return, that's tainted. If I'm doing it behind the scenes and making it happen, that to me is, uh, I'll, I'll use the male toxic approach, that's a man. That's a man showing up. That's a man doing his job. He's not expecting a pat on the back. He's not expecting accolades. He's not expecting recognition. So, no, you shouldn't hear about it because that's not what his purpose is. His purpose is get them taken care of. I don't need a pat on the back. I don't, you know, I don't take care of my kids for a pat on the back. It's because that's what I'm supposed it's to do. fucking dog know? and pony yeah. show. Did you see Sharon Stone do no. that Instagram video or Facebook Mm-mm. video or whatever it was where she's just like, and you can tell she's reading something off of a piece of paper, but she's trying to look legit. So and she's talking about how some family member in Montana is like, you know, on her deathbed from COVID-19 and how the, you know, the, the governor is not doing anything and not answering her calls and she's not getting the proper care she needs and nobody's wearing a mask. And then, then she starts going down this list. It's almost like my aunt Betty, my uncle Bill, my, my cousin Sandy, my neighbors, you know, Bill and, 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 and Nellie. And she starts going on this laundry list of everybody who has COVID-19, mm. which once she started going down that road, I called bullshit on the whole thing. I've got 30 clients in the gym, another 70 online, 5,000 Facebook friends, and I can't name four fucking people that's, that's actually had it. And I definitely can't name anybody that's on their deathbed because of it. Okay, She's I, lying her ass yeah, off. Now, I personally can. I have an, an uncle and an aunt in the hospital with the aunt on a respirator right now. We need to get her off that shit because that's yeah, oh, yeah, killing yeah, 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 it's Exactly. So they went through the convalescent plasma and all that it gave them a boost but she's tanking a little bit so she's on a respirator and i'm worried so yeah once again as we've always said the virus is real but it's just who they're saying is susceptible now they're in their 70s they're not active people and if she would have got a garden variety flu Mm-hmm. Would the same thing be Could happening be exactly the same thing and yeah. if if you have the flu and you're 70 and in poor health they probably wouldn't have thrown you on a respirator like mm-hmm. they did because yep. they're, they're treating it slightly different protocol because they 
you know, it's COVID, it's mm. the scary flu. So who the hell knows? Plus there's that whole monetary thing that comes yep. into play and they're thinking, yep. oh, well she's 70 whatever and mm-hmm. this isn't looking good and we can get 38 grand, you know, if things don't go well. We'll, so, we'll play both sides of the coin. We'll, yeah, play both sides. Yep. So who is Sharon Stone and what's she famous for again? Beaver shot. Yeah. Oh. She, she spread her legs. Chrissy in the movie. Teigen. An old version of Chrissy Teigen. Right? Now, she was pretty badass in, um, what was the Schwarzenegger movie? Uh, Total Recall. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, well, she she, she was... played his fake wife in Total oh, Recall. Yeah. Well, I think we, we would all agree she's irrelevant now. Oh, yeah. So is this her just trying to... It's her last 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the deep state Illuminati far left, you know, all of these actors and actresses owe the deep state and it's just like in the godfather one mm-hmm. day i may call on you for a favor mm-hmm. so all these celebrities have to play their part and keep pretending like this is actually a thing well it was the one you mentioned last time the melissa alano alana melissa melissa, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's same, same thing total horror yeah, yeah. yeah like she has freaking covid yeah and every symptom she gave was garden variety like like textbook symptoms of menopause yeah you know, and she goes around with her damn mask on. She wears her mask in the fucking shower, I'm still and all of 20. a sudden she gets COVID nineteen. I'm still. I'm 20. walking around licking public toilets, and I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't ever wear a mask. It's I don't, not a I toilet cha- virus, Rob. I haven't changed anything. You're it's still peeing eight. out of your sometimes, mouth. Sometimes <laughs> I don't even wash my hands after I take a leak. I just lick them. Just you know, lick my hands one, one, one time I went and You're took really uh, telling the people out there. What one time I went and took a t- took a piss. And came right back out. And the person that I was with said, don't you wash your hands after you pee? I said, no. Or she said, didn't your mama ever tell you not to wash? Didn't your mama ever tell you to wash your hands after you pee? I said, no. My mom said, don't piss on your hands. hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. And if any, the cleanest thing on my body is my genitals. It's been covered up in a freaking pair of underwear and doubled a, a up real, with a pair of shorts. A real diaper. My elbow is far more dirty than my cock. <laughs> Because it gets no use. <laughs> okay, new title. Rob says Rob says the C word. <laughs> Description. Rob's elbow is more dirty than his cock. <laughs> That'll draw him in like flies. Yeah. Literally. No pun there. <laughs> I don't even know how it's possible, but I'm interested. <laughs> What kind of time we have left, you know? Shit, I don't know. Uh, you know, well, Jesus well, didn't tell us well, disciples nobody's saying. Nobody's that's listening true, anyway. That's, that's a true story. I was getting ready to ask, like, Caleb a really in-depth questions. I didn't want like, you know. Nobody's get, listening to this shit anyway. It turned into a, like, a... We're only at an uh, hour and five. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're only doing so, this for us. Predetermination. Go. Oh, God. Predetermination. Wait, Predestination. You got to set it up for you. There might be oh, people whoa. out there that don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's, oh. that's going to take a whole nother podcast and i don't think that i have that kind of time we can do that one next week or or give us the intro so that we can step into that yeah give us a preview of what that means and then we'll get everybody's whistle wet and then they'll be all excited and they'll actually turn in for episode six no they're not listening anymore we have nobody listening it's really just us and and matt matt strickland um I'm bringing his name up because he threatened to provide our next bottle of liquor. Bring it on, so Matt. we got to keep Matt. him, you know, in our good graces. So brought to you by Matt. Matt Strickland, we love you, man. Anybody that wants to give us alcohol, we'll mention you on the show, and you'll, you'll be in our Hall of Fame. Or, so. or we won't mention you. If, if you <laughs> if you want your you know identity kept secret, well, that's fine too, as long as you're giving us booze. As a warning, if you send limoncello, these assholes will not mention your name. <laughs> <laughs> or no, we're going to ridicule you. And ruin you. So give us a preview of what what predestination is about. So 
pre the idea of predestination is something that's been around since the the early uh, church. It's one of the dueling thoughts in Christianity. Um, you know, it even falls even more towards, I would say, a Calvinistic or Armenianist point of view. And what those two would be is that a Calvinistic is the once saved, always saved type view. And then you have the Armenianist, which would be opposite of that to where you can um, lose salvation, right? So, uh, what are you laughing about here? That's what I hold on for a second. In this podcast, we talk about <laughs> predestination, Calvinism, Armenianism. Sweaty vaginas. <laughs> and the, well, I'm the, not going to get deep into it. I'm going to get into the, the next the, one. The but. filth content of either my elbow or my dick. <laughs> we, are, we are jumping on unprecedented I ground said, here. We I are, said we are, early on, full spectrum. <laughs> yeah. hey, he, had, did, he did say I full did, spectrum. We had, whiskey. Honestly, we haven't navigated anything either. Just, <laughs> no, hey, we fuck do. you, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope he's listening right now. <laughs> yeah, take that. Hope you made it this far. <laughs> so predestination, you have those. So then you have the Calvinistic, Armenian schools of thoughts. Uh, predestination is pretty much the thought that everything that happens, that there's nothing that you have no say in anything that's going to happen. And that everything that happens is locked in, locked in. It, it's already going to happen that most people that fall into predestination say that you have no free will of your own because God pretty much forces you to do everything that you've ever done. Um, predestination also falls into uh, the elect uh, of Christ and who that God has chosen a select you know group of people that only he knows about that are the ones that will make it to heaven. They and are predefined. They they are they right. are guaranteed a place already. Right, pretty much that they're guaranteed into heaven, no matter. But no the, matter and that's what. due to their actions within the first world age, not this world age. Well, I stop would, ruining I would it, Houston. This is the intro. Shut up. Stop Sorry. asking questions. Right, we can get deeper into that stuff <laughs> yeah. into the next one. We're but. just trying to like you know pitch this. Hey, you know, into you perfect. guys invited me here. <laughs> you knew how I, I am. was just here. I was just. <laughs> So, yeah, I would say that that really is the intro to it is, is the thought process of that you have no free will, that there are a select few that are already meant for heaven and there are a select few that are not meant for heaven and that you can be once saved, always saved. Yeah, that's the that's the thought of the predestined uh, kind of thought process. Now, I, in the next podcast, can go into a very long <laughs> well, that's topic what I'm saying. On, I, I, on it. I may agree with some of that, not uh-huh. all of it, uh-huh. but I'm just, you know, at what level is it? So, you know. so here's what, here's what I'll bring up before the next one is that what hurts a lot of believers today is that they refuse to see the Bible for all that it is and realize that it's both. And so it's not a Calvinist or Armenianist. But you have to come to the understanding that with an infinite God, it, it's both and. And once again, I'll go into this more in the next podcast. But are there parts in the Bible where Paul even says things that, and those that were the elect that were meant to hear received the word, and, and they then believed? And so what is Paul talking about there in that moment? Paul is saying that, so, oh man, this is going to get sucked. So the Bible tells us that before the foundation of the world, Jesus was crucified. So everything is already as if it were in God's eyes because he is outside of time and is before and after all time because he is the, he, he's the infinite. The only thing that is infinite by definition that we know is God. And so his perspective is different. 
Right. His perspective is... So I used to make a statement that used to make a lot of people mad. I'd say that even if Calvinism is real, I'd say only God can be Calvinist and you can't be. Because only God can know who who is going to... Right. Go to who is going to go to heaven and who isn't. And at the end, because the thing is, is that it's not like, once again, God says that it's my will that none should perish, but that all should live. He's not purposefully trying to send people to hell and have some elect people, but because he is all knowing, he does know who will choose him and who will go to. Because he's looking at the bookends of the entire. Right. He's it, already he, read the book. Whenever you come to Christ and you say. Lord, I, you know, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. That didn't throw him off guard that you were ever going to say that. He knew that you were going to say that. Now, people then get into, well, then you didn't have any kind of free will because he knew. No, no, no. Let me give you an example. So a dad buys Disney tickets for his kids. He doesn't tell his kids they got him Disney tickets. And he starts taking them through the car line at school. And he looks back at them and he says, hey, girls, do you want to go to school today or do you want to go to Disney? All of a sudden, they yell, we want to go to Disney. Now, this finite man, in his limited knowledge that we have as a human, already bought his kids Disney tickets because he knew that they would say, of course I want to go to Disney. I don't want to go to school. How much more does an infinite being that knows everything know exactly what you're going to do? They had the free will to choose, do I want to go to school or do I want to go to Disney? He did not manipulate their decision, but he gave them a choice. In the same way, we're always given free will of choice. That was one of God's greatest gifts to us is that we get to choose everything. You people then get mad at God for being God for already knowing your choices that you're going to make. He didn't manipulate your decision into making it, but he's God. He knows what the decisions are going to be. And because of that, just because you have free will doesn't mean that he doesn't also have free will to now with your decisions that you're going to make. I'll do what my will is and I've given you the choices. So... I'll go deeper into that stuff later into another podcast. That's a little I think taste that's a of good it. Setup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good setup. Can we can we make that a lapel mic for him? Because that's killing yeah, me. You know, I'm really I'm holding this thing. It's making me really upset. As long as we can pin that on his chest. Yes. I want that on You gotta get a picture. I mean, he's got this massive microphone. It's just holding it's, it's heavy. And like after you've been holding it for a while, this thing it's is a quality heavy. microphone. Yeah. It's a quality I mean, microphone. We, we use the same we use the same microphones as Joe Rogan. So. Wow. I mean we're but you, because work, you did set. not work arms today, so you're working well, both arms. And I'm like, I'm holding this thing, I'm like, it's just chunky, it's big. <laughs> well to set it up, I mean, you know, he's like he, he talks with his hands a whole lot oh yeah so i'm like he's going he's just switching that thing back and forth i mean he's like yeah i'm a very you know active hand talker so this holding a microphone is not fun for me yeah i gotta go back to i i cannot think of a podcast your elbow is more dirty okay we we know it we got the the thing of it the thing that that i'm still not sure i'm confused about is, is is we have we're talking about god and christianity and faith and vagina Vaginas, vaginas, and, dirty, and, and penises. dirty penises. <laughs> like, uh, well, now you could also argue God made all that. Are oh, you yeah. saying God made well, something? T- yeah, bad? Exactly right. So, I, I always you know. say, I always say to the fundamentalists, yeah. listen, God threw us into a total piece of shit world you know, that we chose, <laughs> that we created based on decisions, but. He knows the environment we're in. He gets it. So when we sin, it's not like he's surprised by it. Yeah, it's purpose built. He, he knows the world and, we live in. And it's I was purpose being, built for choice. Right. Yeah. And, and I was being genuine with you. I mean, that's the, that's the story in the Bible when it, the Pharisees come to Jesus and they say, your disciples haven't washed their hands. They're getting ready to eat. And Jesus says, don't you know that's not what goes into a man 
that defiles him, but what comes out of him. See, so I have to wash my damn hands. <laughs> I mean, so it, it was just, it was a moment of the Pharisees where Jesus was kind of just showing them up with his knowledge or whatever. But at this, I just thought it was funny that at we were one time, hands. I, I was got, like, well, Jesus. At one didn't time, really Houston, care. <laughs> Houston compared me to Paul at one epi- at, in one episode. And now, you know, I relate to a story with. You know, with Jesus and washing hands. I mean, right. I mean, you, I, I am enlightened. We've went from Paul to now a disciple of Jesus. And wow, man, you know, I feel really good about myself all of a sudden. You know, we could create a whole new religion instead of Baptist. It'd be the no hand washing, <laughs> the no- Christian, <laughs> and base it all off that one. It's text a whole another level from yeah. no masks. I met a guy this week who came by the office to use the office for the week, and he's got a black turban on. And we talk about his culture a bit. He, he basically wears this turban to protect his hair because in their religion and their culture, they don't cut their hair because the thought is God created your hair. If you cut it off, you're disrespecting God. That's Rastafarianism it. as well. They believe yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And so his uh, Shiaik, I, I, I can't remember, but it's, he's out of uh, India. Okay. Um, so we were talking through that a bit, and it's also a, a show of respect you wear the turban to remind you also that there's something bigger than you over you, you know, that kind of thing. But it's the same kind of thing. It's just, you just, let's just pick a topic and make a religion over it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. And, and there's so many things that, I mean, Jesus came and he broke so many of those, like the quote unquote religious, like you have to do this to be saved, to be whatever. And Jesus was like, man, you guys really took those uh, rules and just kind of ran with them, didn't you? <laughs> you just kind of made your own social club, didn't yeah. you, out of, out of all these rules and regulations. So, yeah. So hand sanitizer would not be a big seller back then. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's, it's evidently a big seller these days from the story you told me this week of unloading trucks. Man. It's hand sanitizer, kids. For, for yeah. people that don't know, I also I work in a uh, warehouse and... The warehouse just got 3,000 pallets of hand sanitizer, and that has been the worst job I've ever done in my Are, are your hands clean? Uh, no, not right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't Do think you so. sanitize your hands before you touch the hand sanitizer? Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've got three minutes until we go to after hours. Oh, so if there's anything important, are we actually pu- are we gonna, after are we gonna, hours? <laughs> are we going to publish this one, or are we going like, to put it on Patreon or what? The, the after the, hours? Yeah, the after hours. I think, I almost think. We're it, it expecting should, somebody to pay for this shit. Yeah, I was about to say, shouldn't it be a free reward for sticking in after an hour and 20 minutes? <laughs> Anybody who's listening to number Any, five, they're already oh, in. They're yeah. in. They know what kind if, of. If well, you, I'm about yeah. to leave this microphone dangling because that that's Caleb's cue to, to leave. I have to. Go. I can't make it. Oh, fine. Oh, we can talk oh, about Caleb. Now we can I, talk I, about yeah, Caleb. Now you guys can talk about me in the after hours. So it's my All turn right. to get Where are you going? What's so damn important you got to leave this epic podcast? Well, work. <laughs> so, oh. Like Come I don't on, have man, a one thirty really? until we start making a gajillion dollars off of this podcast, and yeah. then I can stop leaving. But. Call in scared. <laughs> Call in scared. Yeah, yeah, tell I'm him, sorry. Say, the, I'm, I'm afraid I can't come in. I don't the, have a the Rona. I'm scared. It's outside, and if I leave this room, it's gonna jump. Or tell him you're under protest. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I'm for the BLM. So tell him you're, you're you're talking. You know, you're celebrating Black Lives. Oh, my father owns in. the warehouse. It won't work. Mm. <laughs> He's gonna call you out on bullshit. <laughs> All right, say, you get over here before I kill you. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well, Caleb's out. Caleb's out. So uh, it's just the three of us going in. Off. Yeah, I'll turn his microphone Bye, off. Cole Robbie. All right, what what number is he? Who knows? All of them. I'll just turn it down. There. Okay, there we go. All right. Bye, Bye Caleb. Caleb. Bye, Caleb. See you, boys. Have fun at the men's conference. <laughs> <laughs>
he don't really have to go anywhere. He's like, he's so freaking hot. He's yeah. like, it's oh like my God, I got to get out of here and wash my hands. <laughs> sweating vaginas in here. I'm pretty sure on the inside of my headphone ear coverings, yeah. it's just like a lake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to open it and water's just going to come running. It's like in, it like is dang. hotter than a sweaty <laughs> vagina in here. It's, it's <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. <laughs> it's a good thing she doesn't listen to these. Yeah. It's bad. So what kind of doghouse would you be in if she listened to these? You know, she said it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. But I don't know if me divulging personal conversations. Well, you would. participate in the conversation because I learned that a long time ago is the wife can say a whole bunch of stuff. I, I just it. nod my head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, well, we need to get her. We need to have her on here as a special guest yeah, because she to has totally stumbled onto the fact that uh, who the what fuck was it? Katie Perry. Katie Perry, Perry yeah. is fake, sporting fake a baby. fake pregnancy she's the her baby belly is a as nancy says a total prosthetic she's been pregnant four times and she saw that immediately she's literally flipping she, she's the type that uh she keeps her friends close but her enemies closer so she follows you know christy teagan katie perry ellen degeneres tom hanks all these people on instagram and she's scrolling through one night and she says holy shit i'm like what she's like katie perry faking a pregnancy i'm like what well, she's like yeah i good. saw this immediately that that, that reassures me because she does not follow me <laughs> so i think i must be okay then so when she starts following me is when i should no she, did, she just doesn't actually like you oh, oh yeah. well that's true i mean it's obvious but yeah so that's yeah, what that's yeah, all about yeah but yeah, none um, of us really like him yeah she doesn't is really that why like i'm sitting by myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why you're on that side of the room <laughs> with the short microphone game yeah, exactly <laughs> so we gotta unplug anytime so she's going to uh we need to get her in here and tell her all about all the reasons why Katy perry and christy teagan were faking pregnancies because i'm serious it wasn't like a it, this was not a conspiracy theory it was like oh holy shit she's faking mm. like immediate mm -hmm. she wasn't even looking for that she well, said it's, think, it's so obvious. Yeah, well, there, there comes that point where if, let's say, before we started this craziness, let's say a year ago if that happened, would Nancy have said, oh, it's fake and just moved on? No. Now, now no. it's more like she'd say it's now because she's red-pilled. It's fake, and now it's like, oh, she knows to look for things now. Yeah. Where before, it's like where everything's in camouflage, and you just don't notice it. She's great. And you just kind of go on. Yeah. yeah. I did see today where um, one of our our group members had posted, uh, I see Nasara and everything. Did you see that? I didn't up? see that. Yeah, I, like, I've been so far removed from social media because I was at the campsite for four days, uh, yeah. and I've not caught up. I think so. it was the same lady who said, um, I would pay $2 to hear more Slim. Really? <laughs> yeah. Slim needs his own podcast. He just talks to himself. That's we how need to have him as a special guest in some episode. <laughs> he needs to always be on location. Yeah, yeah. We just at need the to post office, here. Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be that would <laughs> really. <Yeah. laughs> Here at the Walmarts. <laughs> We're going to break away now. We've got Slim uh, at the scene <laughs> at the local Walmarts Interviewing people in Granite Falls. <laughs> Interviewing people about Nassara. <laughs> Take it away, Slim. Excuse me, ma'am. Made to talk to you about that Nassara. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Nestle. Is it Nestle? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good one. Mm. Oh, Slim. Mm. <laughs> All right, what uh, else? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't know how to pick on Caleb. He's such a nice boy. I know that's the problem. Well, that may be what we he's have to do. Is we, he's he's such, such a sweet boy. boy. You know, I mean, honestly, though, like we we like um we have to like get him more involved because he's he's yeah. not going to jump in. He's no. he's not one that will interrupt us. You know, like he's and it's not that it's passive. He's just no, polite. No, no. He's, he's just, just a polite. He's just yeah. so polite. He doesn't like he he'll have probably ten thousand things to say about what we're talking about, but he won't. 
That's why I have to tell him, like, when the hell did you get here? (laughs) (laughs) He won't automatically jump in. Well, I would would love to hear what we introed for Nate and just make that whole episode just about that. Because I think that's, that's, I have so many questions around that and things I've heard. And that's why I was throwing out a few things. It's like, well, I've been taught this and I've had this put to me. Well, I remember the last, it wasn't maybe the last or maybe the one before, maybe number three. And he was like, oh, that's a whole other podcast. I was like, wait, we need to get into that. Yeah. Well, let's push him for that. I'll see why not. That would be good. Cool. Well, what else? Is there anything ridiculous we can throw in here for the know, three man. people left? I've had a shitty week, and I'm probably going to finish the rest of that bottle what, today. So what made it I want to sit here and what? watch it. I don't know. I mean, you just, just have those days where, like... Or weeks, in this case. You have those weeks. Your, your wife's not listening, so you can go ahead. <laughs> no, honestly, it's not Corey, that. Corey, turn your mic off. <laughs> it's not that. It's just like it's one of those weeks where everything... Like everybody has some sort of a immediate emergency. Everything's a nine one one. Yeah, everything, even when it's not. And it's like, well, I know you're busy, but I, I see you're working really hard on something. But I need this, yeah. you know, that kind of deal. And you're just like, you know, it's you know five, six, seven o'clock comes, and you're like, okay, I, I, I still got to go home and do all the things I need to do for my home. Yeah. So yeah. So it's just a constant state of emergency putting yeah. out fires Sometimes just, see that's what gets me is it's like this week with the with the mask thing you know you'll see all these posts on tiktok and zine and everything else where they're like look i'm proving that it doesn't drop your pulse ox okay dude i'm not saying it. that's not ever been my argument i had that question early on like you wear a mask all you know 24 hours a day is your pulse ox level going to drop because that's not right. healthy it's not that it's more like and that's why i wish ryan was in here because he's a diver trainer is you've got this thing, and I always say this wrong, hypercapnia, where it's you're taking in too much carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide, if you bring breathe nitrogen mm-hmm. and you slowly turn off the oxygen, you will suffocate and not know you're suffocating. Because carbon dioxide is the body's trigger to know that you don't have enough oxygen. Well, your mask is just causing you to recirculate. So every time you take in a, a breath of air, there's a percentage of oxygen, nitrogen. We can't have too much oxygen because the freaking planet would blow up because right. it's explosive. Well, when you breathe back out, you ha- you're breathing out oxygen and carbon dioxide because you, you're not efficient enough to take in all the oxygen. So as you're breathing in a mask, you're desaturating the oxygen level in the mask. Now, your body's going to compensate for your oxygen level, but you're breathing in a stress indicator into your body that keeps you in a heightened sense of Oh shit, some stuff's about to go down. Right. That's where I've had the problem. It's not the oxygen level. It's you're breathing in a compound that is a evolutionary trigger for your physical body to keep you in a state of stress. This pisses you off. It just keeps you on edge, fight or flight. It's purely fight or flight. And I think we're running into a lot of that because people are wearing masks. They're cooped up in a room. They're stress levels the cortisols through the roof they're worried am i gonna lose my job i just had a client this week say hey we've got to stop this one campaign because my wife just got a 15 percent cut in her salary and my work's kind of dried up so i know that if i market i'll get work but i can't afford to market so it's a chicken egg problem and that that, that whole thing of to your point everything feels like a freaking fire now because we're in this sense of lizard brain panic mode all the time because that mask maintains that right you know and not even to the mask but now you're shifting in just a general mindset of well am i going to get harassed that i don't have a mask on am i going i don't it's it's just extremely difficult yeah 
I, I try not to wear them. I mean, I'm a big dude, and then it, you're going to have some balls to approach me and tell me I have a mask on. <laughs> I would not I mean, put a mask on. Sir. There's been a few people yeah. that, like, yeah. give me the dirty stink eye, but no, nobody's physically came and said, hey, you got to yeah. put a mask yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not a big dude. I'm just, I just look pissed off all the time. Yeah. I just got that. My wife that. says, you got the resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah. I'm both. And I'm like, um, yeah. <laughs> Mine's just purely. He looks like an angry old guy. Let's just not stress yeah. him anymore. Don't fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to hit you with this cane. Yeah. Well, is that all we got? Uh, I think that's all I got. I think we ran out of material with vaginas. Uh, Ten and minutes in. Oh, yeah. I mean, this freestyle thing's hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've already well, made up a topic for next week. So, Well, so has anybody actually like looked at Twitter and see if anybody posted uh, questions? Or nobody think, cares. Nobody no. gives a shit yeah, what, gives a shit what we talk about. I think we still have the same 19 followers on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, Twitter's a younger thing. I think we're too old for them. <laughs> the, the Twitter? Yeah, the Twitter. As Slim likes to say. We should look at newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they printed something in the newspaper. If you, wanna, if you have a question, mail it to P.O. Box. <laughs> old geezers on a podcast here's my beeper number <laughs> page me i'll call you and yeah. ask you the question all right well i think we're all ready to get uh get this damn week over with, 130 so. meeting i have to go shortly okay oh. well episode five wow. is in the books thanks so, for hanging in there and yeah for any you, of you if, if seriously if you're listening and you are still listening at this point, you're moron. a damn trooper. Yeah. Or you have no life. <laughs> one of the two. So thank you for hanging right, in there. But to build up next episode six, Caleb on predestination. Yes. That should be good stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Because I've actually got some things to contribute to. I'm going to bring a whole list of questions. Experience. And I promise I won't say cock. <laughs> You can't promise. That. Well, I, can, nah, I can't. Okay, about, I can't promise. How about anything. penis? Was I'll do my penis. best. But uh, I, I'm proud of the fact that you know, not to keep beating this poor dead horse, but we we combined. He doesn't mind. He's dead. Theology yes. with sweaty vaginas yes. and the comparison of elbows and cocks and NBA and the NBA. Um, what else? I mean, so, it, talk about diversity. We are very oh, diverse. Navigating the spectrum. <laughs> This all, Damn, we're going to change. I think, we, I think we're on the spectrum for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I am, yeah. Yeah, and I don't even want to hear shit from Josh. So <laughs> yeah. we did navigate who are the who is your top two NBA players if you're doing a draft. Yeah. So oh, now you know. Does remind me if we're booking the one's 18th, dead, and the other one don't play. But hey. oh, guess what? <laughs> if we're booking the 18th, I, I can't do the 18th. Uh, no, 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 no. Sid swear to it. God, um, no, it's it, it's not me. Mm. It's my wife. Mm. She booked the campsite again. Yeah. You know why? And this is going to totally get me off the hook. It's my daughter's birthday. Oh. And she wanted to go camping with the family. These priorities, you know, she we don't to show camp- up. We don't show up for leg day, and we get a lecture on priorities. Have you yeah. seen my twelve-year-old daughter? She's adorable. She is adorable, and it's her I, birthday. I, 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 I totally. So when my daughter that. says, "I want to go camping with but my family is, for my for my 13th this is birthday. a great opportunity to teach your twelve year old daughter resilience and that life doesn't always work out. Well, the question is: Is the eighteenth her actual birthday? Yes. Oh shit. Well, okay. Well, we do the nineteenth because what I was going to say is the family reunion that was on the nineteenth, which is a Saturday, oh. has been canceled due to my aunt and uncle being in the hospital. Okay, I'm lying. It's it's it is the eighteenth. <laughs> It is the 18th, but it's just not August. Or no, it was September. September. Yeah, September. Yes, yeah, I was thinking still August. I, I still can't. What is the date? I don't know. It's Tuesday. It's, it's, all I know is it's Tuesday. It's like August I cannot 74th, believe. Right I cannot now. believe August is almost over. Didn't it? I, I, 
I, no, it's drug ass. I literally no, September eighteenth is her birthday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I literally tell time now about when I'm paying my mortgage. <laughs> That's the only way I know a month has gone by. <laughs> so right I will be back mortgage. at the campsite on the eighteenth okay. with my family. But any other okay. weekend. So are you doing the eleventh too, or no? No. All right. So I can do. I, we can make I can the eleventh. Okay. Let me also tell you how this works. Yeah. Okay. What I'm going to need to do is I you need don't to know. call Nancy. <laughs> yeah. You, you know I'm restoring a house. Yes, I, I do. Now, if I say, Nancy, the guys want to get together on the weekend of the 11th and go camping and drink a lot of alcohol and do a live podcast, she's going to say, okay, fine, go. You know what that means. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. You'll be Leave paying for here. this for go, the next year. Go, but don't year. come back. There goes your now, pistol. Now, if she happens to be sitting in here like she was today, right. and you guys are in here, and you act like you just came it off the top of your head, oh, by the way, you guys want to come to the cabin on on the eleventh? Nancy, is it okay if Rob comes to the cabin on the eleventh and we and we all get together and have a boys' weekend? She's gonna go. Oh, sure. Hey, then it's not falling on me. Oh, that's I like a great see. idea. Yeah. What if we do that and then we make the whole podcast about the September eleventh conspiracy? Oh. oh. And then you can do the research for that. I'll do the research because for we'll that. get Caleb's out of the way prior to that. Yes. And that'll give us a great yes. And, and we do can, DMT. I'm uh, talking to a friend of mine. I can definitely get shrooms. Talking about <laughs> talking about 9/11, tripping. <laughs> yes. For like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You For know what? Seconds. That podcast could put us on the damn map if that, if word gets out. It would I mean, be that, so psycho. Nobody even they wouldn't even know what we were saying. Listen, there's this podcast with these four fucking weird guys. I don't know where these lizards came from. <laughs> tripping on shrooms, talking about 9-11 conspiracies. You got to check this shit out. And they're all drunk as hell. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm in. in. But yeah. you know how to get me on board. You you have to bring it up to my wife. She'll oh, be like, can, oh, honey, I, go have a good time. I bring it up. It's I'm like, very you are supportive. dead to me. Yeah. You fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, we're checking out. Peace. (laughs) Hopefully, we'll get to that point, and that's going to be a fun podcast. Tune in next time, He still loves you, Nancy. (laughs) Tune in next time when we talk to Caleb, uh, the one that everybody likes, about predestination. And then maybe after that, a few episodes later, you'll get to hear us uh, tripping on shrooms and talking Uh, about 9-11. Dude, I'm telling you, that's going to be great. 9-11 conspiracy on 9-11. Oh, that's nice. On 9-11. That just bookends so well. Yeah. I mean, we've got to do that. All right. Okay. We just bribed people into hanging in there for future episodes. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Peace. Now, one thing I'm worried about with Caleb is that as he gets older, he's going to suddenly, because he's what, 22, 23? Yeah. He's going to have his world turned upside down because he's he's kind of maxing out on some of the stuff that you really don't hit till you're in your 30s and 40s. Oh, yeah. He's hitting it early. Yeah. So at what point do you become disillusioned and you're suddenly like, I hate fucking mankind. I mean, it's just like you're all a bunch of idiots and 